Welcome to the podcast of Ben Kruska, where every Wednesday there's a fresh word of faith and victory for your life. Now, here's Ben Kruska. Hey, welcome back, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We're uh, finishing up the seven steps to answered prayer. Um, the last two podcasts were... Uh, the first one was uh, step one and two, then step three and four. Today we're going to do step five, six, and seven. And um, I believe this uh, will help you. And the, I hope these are helping you already. And um, today we'll wrap it all up. And I believe this is going to be a great one. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing this on your uh, social media as well. If this has been a blessing to you, then uh, be a blessing to someone else and share it. Um, because this faith teaching, people need to hear it. And maybe you need to hear it over and over again. Um, because this is really what uh, makes a big difference. It's made a big difference in my life. You know, I, I remember going to, uh, it's now River University, but back then it was River Bible Institute. And um, as a young believer, I'd only been saved for one year. And I remember in my first quarter in Bible school, they taught Faith One. And it's a tiny little uh, book uh, from Kenneth Hagin. And uh, it helped me so much because I had never learned. I'd always been living by my feelings. And, you know, like if you felt something, then it was real. And if you didn't feel it, it wasn't real. But um, I learned that God's word is true and how to act in faith, how to walk in faith, walk by faith, live by faith, not by sight. And uh, man, I've seen so many testimonies. It's been, I guess, 15 years now, almost 16 years that I've been walking with the Lord, 15 years since I came to Bible school. And, uh, uh, what a blessing it has been to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. So I get to write books full of testimonies of what the Lord has done for me, for me and my wife, for our kids, for our church. And uh, I know that if you apply these things as well, when you start applying these things as well, you, you're going you're gonna to have books full yourself with testimonies upon testimonies of healing in your life, through your life, but also... You know, finances coming in, you fulfilling the call of God on your life. You know, uh, man, it's awesome. It's a great adventure. So, um, hey, and if you have testimonies, love to hear those. L share those with me and uh, connect with me on Instagram, Ben Kruska. Um, love to hear the testimonies of what God is doing in your life. So let's uh, dive back in. We're going to talk about uh, step five, six, and seven. Let's start with step five. Uh, that's meditate on God's promises. Meditate on God's promise. The first four we discussed in the last two podcasts, not going to get back into those. Step five, meditate on God's promises. You have to see yourself with the answer. See yourself with the answer. You must see yourself already in possession of what you asked for and make plans accordingly as if it were already a reality. So many people stay in that like hoping, wishing phase where they hope and they wish that the answer is coming their way, but they don't see it yet, so they're not sure. You have to see yourself, and that's where we closed out the last one with, you know, as your present possession, the thing that you ask for. So really start seeing it. Proverbs 4, awesome scriptures, verse 20 through 22. Meditate. You say, man, meditating, is that's like a, what is that, a Buddhist thing, new age thing? No, it's a biblical thing. Everything God made, the devil perverts. Um, same with this thing. But uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 4, verse 20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. 
Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Do not let them depart from your eyes, my words. Keep them in the midst of your heart, my words. He told Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 8. I'll look it up very quickly. Joshua 1 verse 8, he said, This book of the law, this word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. When? When you let the word not depart from your mouth, but also you don't let it depart from your heart. You know, you meditate in it. And then you act according to that word. But many people just read the word, but it's very important that you chew on the word, that you, you know, you meditate on it. You let it roll over inside of you. You speak it back to yourself. You, 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 you know, God's given you an imagination. The devil might have perverted it back in the days, in days gone by before you got saved. But, you know, that, that, that imagination has been given to you by God. When God created the world, you know, he had already imagined it. He already seen it. And then when he spoke, then it came to pass. It came to being. What does he already had the substance of it in him? And then it would that substance, when words were released, that substance became materialized. The substance was already there. And that's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that substance is created when we meditate on the word of God, when we when we, when we let his words, which is, you know, the incorruptible seed of God, when we let it, you know, sit in the soil of our heart and let it get root and grow up, become a reality to, to us. You know, Jesus gave that parable of the sower. You know, some, some seed fell on the wayside, some fell on thorny ground. But some fell in good ground, caught root, and brought fruit, 30, 60, and 100 fold. Well, it's the same with the word in us. You know, like it can't be choked out. We can't allow it to be choked out. Like, and that, that's where meditation comes in, where, you, where you, we take time to be quiet and to, to, to really ponder that word. Jesus said in John 15, verse 7, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, my words live in you, my words dwell in you, my words make their home in you. Ephesians says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, dwell in you richly. So if you believe in God for something and you've asked him for something, it's not enough to just have read those scriptures once and then ask and then that's it. No, whatever you based your faith on and your prayer on and you're asking on, you have to keep those scriptures in the midst of your heart. You have to keep them in front of your eyes. It's not enough to just read it once and say, oh, yeah, God wants to give me this. Oh, great. You know? No, you have to get it in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you should ask what you will and it shall be done for you. Meditate on those promises that tell you that the thing you ask for is yours. Healing. You know, by his stripes, I am healed. He himself took my infirmities and he took my diseases. 
that it may be fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, that we are healed, right? So he took it by his stripes. I am healed. So that 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 has to sink from your mind to your spirit. You know, it has to become real to your spirit. Well, that comes through meditating on the word, hearing and hearing the word of God. So you have to you have to see yourself with the answer. I remember when uh, when my wife and I were believing God for a car. Our first baby was had just been born, and we needed a bigger vehicle and strollers and baby seats and all that stuff, you know. So we we're like, okay, Lord, we're gonna believe you for a new car, and we don't have the money saved up right now. So we believe that you provide, you know. And we uh, made it specific. I had a specific car that I said I like, and I want that one. So every time we drove by one or saw one, we just said, oh, Lord, thank you. I see, I see it already in my driveway. I see myself sitting in it. I see myself driving, you know, to work with that thing and just seeing my daughter sitting in. Man, it's so great to have plenty of room in the trunk for our stroller. And, you know, like, I, you're just, my wife and I would just talk like that. It was as if we already had it, you know. It's like when you book a vacation to some like sunny place and you start thinking about, oh, you know, I'm going to be on the beach and, you know, it's going to be sunny. You can almost feel the warmth of the sun already. Oh, it's going to be so nice. And you plan out, you know, like I'm going to eat there and I'm going to, you know, find a coffee place over there and blah, 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 you know, take the kids for ice cream over there. And like, you're like planning it out. Maybe you're not like that, but. But it's like you see yourself there already. Are you there? Are you on that island yet? Are you on that beach yet? No, you're not. But you, you, you've booked it, so you believe that you're gonna go, and you already like see yourself going. Well, that's what faith is, you know. It's like you see yourself already there, and the more you see it inside, the more you'll see it outside. But if you can't see it inside, you know, like Abraham, he, you know, he called those things which are not as though they are. You know, he had to call himself Abraham, father of many nations, you know. And he, sh he couldn't look at the deadness of his, own, you know, of his own body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. You know, he had to just keep his eyes and his mind on the word and see himself being a father of many nations. He had to just look at those stars, maybe every day. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's how many descendants I will have. That's how many descendants I'm going to have. As countless as the stars in the sky. That's how numerous my descendants will be. It's impossible in the natural. But, you know, we know the story. Isaac was born, the son of promise. And so also you will give birth to whatever God has promised you and whatever you ask of him. Number six, thank God for the answer. Thank God for the answer. Philippians uh, 4, verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So you have to, you have to add thanksgiving to your prayer. <laughs> Some people are com professional complainers, but we have to be, you know, full-time thanksgivers. Full-time. In everything, give thanks. In everything. Give thanks. That's what Paul and Silas did in prison. In the midnight hour, 
the darkest time shackled and chained up chained up what did they do they sang praises unto god they thanked the lord oh bless the lord and all that is within me bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name that's what jesus did when he broke the bread and the fish thank you father he blessed and gave thanks and everything multiplied complaining gets you out of your promised land giving thanks causes you to inherit the god the promises of god giving thanks is a multiplier psalm 67 it says you know let the nations praise you let the nations praise you let the people praise you then the earth will yield its increase when after we praise See, what we have to understand is, you know, what God told Joshua, he said, be strong, be courageous, don't be discouraged, be strong, Joshua, be strong, you, you'll possess that land. Um, God kept telling him that. And what is our strength? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So the devil might not be able to steal your victory unless he can steal your joy. Because when you don't have joy, you don't have strength. So if he can discourage you, then he can win the victory because you lack the strength to stand. Because the Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. You know, fully dressed and clothed in that armor of God. And it says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Well, what's that? where's that strength? That strength is in, our, in the joy and thanksgiving. And praise helps you stay in joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. Refuse to get discouraged. Keep thanking God for the answer. Continually thank Him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's what we did with the car example. You know, it's like, thank you, Lord. I see it in my driveway. Thank you, Lord. You've you know, it took a few months, but then suddenly somebody gave us a car and it was a better car than we had expected. God does exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think. So don't tell me faith doesn't work. But you have to work it. You have to work it. Rejoicing is an act of the will. You know, you uh, um, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He told himself what to do. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad. Not like, oh, if it's a good day, I'll rejoice. No, 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 no. I will rejoice. He told himself to praise God. He told himself to rejoice. That's something I had to learn in that first year of Bible school. It's like every morning waking up, going to going to Bible school. And first they had like, you know, chapel. So like 15 minutes of worship and praise. And it's like, oh man, I'm not awake yet. You know, I don't want to sing. I just want to sit here and stare out of the window. <laughs> that was me. Um, but I learned because every time they get up, they're just like, oh, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. And they, you were like highly encouraged to rejoice and it taught me so much it helped me so much it helped me get out of the like you know my old carnal self that wanted to be grumpy in the morning <laughs> no i'm a joyful person his joy is my strength this every day is a good day and uh, it's a good thing to remind yourself of all the time stay in the joy 
uh, I read about Wigglesworth that uh, Wigglesworth was with this like uh, very wealthy individual one day and uh, he's a good friend but um, Wigglesworth had great financial need that day but he didn't tell that his friend one thing about it you know because he would only tell the Lord about it and I think that's a very wise thing <laughs> some people can learn from that <laughs> but um he didn't tell his friend anything and he was just they were walking through the park and he was whistling and singing and having the time of his life like rejoicing really happy meanwhile he's going through great financial pressure basically but refused to worry refused to get discouraged and just kept thanking god his friend however who was very wealthy was like man i wish i had you know as careless life as you have i have all these concerns and worries meanwhile <laughs> wigglesworth probably had more concern more things to be concerned about than the wealthy man but he just refused he refused and uh it's a good decision to make last one to close it out Make every prayer, after you've followed all these six steps, make every prayer a statement of faith. That's your seventh step. Make every prayer a statement of faith. Don't keep asking. You know, there's other types of prayer where you have persistent prayer, where you ask and ask and ask and knock and knock till the doors open. You know, but when you ask specifically believing to receive, then you must believe you have received and don't keep asking for the same thing. Wigglesworth said it this way. He said, if you ask seven times for one thing, if you ask God seven times for one thing, you've asked six times in unbelief. So the one time you ask in faith, and then you believe that you receive and it's done. That's a tough one. So then after that, you when you approach God, you approach Him with that attitude. Uh, I don't want to say an attitude of gratitude. It's too cheesy. An attitude of thanksgiving. So you don't keep asking, but you make statements of faith. Where you speak out of your mouth what you see in your spirit. What you believe that you have as your present possession. You say, Lord, I thank you that I am healed. Thank you, Lord, that I am blessed. Thank you, Lord, I'm so glad. I'm full of joy. I'm full of strength. Thank you, Lord. This, this brother, this, this family member, they're, getting, they're, they're saved. I see them serving the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, that, that's, that's statements of faith. Talk as if it's done, because in the spirit it is done. Don't let yourself be robbed from that thing you've prayed for, you've believed for, you refuse to doubt and worry, but let the words correspond with what you believe you have received. And then it shall be yours. Amen. Don't get uh, stuck in a rut with these things, but make these things your own. Make it normal. Don't make it like a formula, but make it your own in a way where these things come natural to you where you speak faith, where you refuse to worry and doubt, where you pray believing in Jesus' name, you know, where you're specific in your prayers. <clears throat> Make it your own. And uh, it'll become a lifestyle of prayer. I'm learning, I'm growing, even studying this, you know, for this podcast, I've learned, I've sharpened some things up in my own prayer life. And uh, I believe this sharpened some things up in your life as well. And I'm looking forward to hearing all the testimonies in your life of what God is doing. God bless you. It's a privilege to sow the word in your life, encourage you, and uh, strengthen you. And uh, I pray that you have a great week, 
a great month and great victory upon victory in Jesus' name. God bless you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's message. To be notified of new episodes, just hit the subscribe button. And to connect with Ben on social media, you can find him at Ben Kruska on Instagram and Facebook.